It's that time, America. We're back. More Hitbox. Last week I told you, Justin, I was like, I've played a lot of video games. Well, well this week, I've played a lot <laughs> more video games. Oh, man. It's like you like this or something. Almost, it's almost as if it's a fun, it's a hobby that I have, did that you, I'm a fan of. Did you hate play any of them? Like, were you like kind of going through and just like... Um, no, no. <laughs> Although I like, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think about the last game that I like hate played. Sonic. Um, <laughs> you didn't think too hard about that, did you? Gotham Knights, Scorn, but those were all like for work. Yeah, well, it's still you're you know still playing mean? it and you're still hating it. Um, I would have I would have played Sonic to the end if I if I had bought it outside of work, uh, out of hatred and malice. I, I wouldn't call this a hate play, but I was really thinking about why was the Krusty Krab cook-off game. Like, when I got to the barbecue place, I was like, why am I doing this again? I got to I got to the cr- the Krusty Krab, the titular Krusty Krab. <laughs> and, um, and then, like, all the mechanics changed, and I was like, this is a good idea to keep people interested. I don't... However... I'm done. I'm spoiler out. Spoiler alert. I am spoiler not alert. interested. Fun little game. If you ha- have it on your phone... Uh-huh. And have thirty seconds to play a game. <laughs> if, if you have if you have a commute on the Muni and your Switch dies, yes. But not to spoil too much about the rest of our show, may, might I suggest Honkai Scar, Star Rail? It's tough to say out loud. I've, is, this is the first time I just said it. Oh, okay. Honkai Star Rail. You're, I think you're doing great. Or as the game wants you to think of it, Hot Guy Star Rail. Oh, I'm intrigued. I didn't have anything for this intro. I'm very sorry. It's in box. On, everyone welcome back to hitbox episode number 142 uh sometimes sometimes here let me tell you let me tell you if you thought that intro was bad let me tell you wasn't very good but you can't be batting 100 every game is that right yeah, i don't know you, enough about sports to really i mean if if someone if someone batted a like 100 every game mm-hmm I guess it would be a thousand technically. A hundred actually pretty like if you're batting a hundred, that's bad. pretty low. That's like that's <laughs> so maybe that's accurate. Yeah, um, you're hitting the ball one out of every ten times up at the plate. That sounds like me when I was playing baseball as a child. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, for a second. I'm gonna give shit to these players for oh you're batting a, batting a hundred. I'd be like actually if I could hit a professional baseball, and that's what it is, right? If yeah. you did threw that to me, Peter. And it was a professional baseball pitcher throwing at what, what do they get like eighty to hundred miles an hour? Yeah, really some get one hundred and five. That's been that's happening. I remember when the White Sox pitcher would throw really fast, and Bob, I remember Bobby being Jenks. a child. Big Bobby Jenks. No, it was someone else. Chris Sale. No, give me more. Two thousand four to two thousand five, baby. So, Hit me with like two thousand four. Like, lineup. A fast, when they were in the World Series. A fast pitcher that, uh, Jesus, I don't, uh, Mark Burley wasn't about his power. He was a fat, he pitched real fast. He was like, what the fuck, fuck, fuck. Um, 
John Garland wasn't really known for his power for power batting, right? He was like this like kind of like middle guy, but like he had a really good year. Jose Contreras, everyone thought he was about 15 years older than he actually was because he forged his birth certificate to come to America. Um, he was he was not known for his power because his arm was like a hundred years old. Um, I'm I'm missing another pitcher here, um, but here's the thing, man. I'm really happy that we. I just sort of gave you this avenue to talk about this. I have no idea if you were messing with me or not. Oh, are I'm those not all real. No, people? I swear I'm not. These are all real. <laughs> okay. These are real. This is because you're asking about their World Series year. So I was, I was, I know yeah. this one. This is what I got. Okay, I'm so sorry. Here are some. Here are some White Sox players I know. Jim Tomei. Yeah, I saw Paul, him. Paul, Paul Konerko. So, so, well, I didn't see him in person, but. AJ Przinsky. Oh yeah, he punched a guy. I saw him punch someone so fucking hard from the Cubs. Yeah, and I was like, Oh wait, did he awesome. get punched? Did he get punched? So the this is not interesting to anyone, but I want to talk about it. So basically, <laughs> he punched someone because the Cubs player punched the runner. Wait. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, don't you know, know. No, no, he he I mean, he was known for like being a, like a like a instigator, like that kind of like player, like an agitator. Um, yeah. And this was against Michael Barrett, um, White Sox, I believe that read the Cubs catcher um, and like AJ kind of like ran into the plate and like went first, smacks down the thing. And then this this Cubs guy gets up after getting railed over by AJ and just fucking in his face. He grabbed him by the shirt. I remember <laughs> yeah, it, was like, it was a very it was, like movie it was like type. It was definitely like a hockey style thing. And man, if that didn't just tell you how much Cubs and Sox fans love each other. But can I can I tell you something to bring to bring it all together? Please do. So that same season, um, I went to a Cubs Sox game at uh, the cell at the U.S. Cellular. That's before it was guaranteed rate field with the arrow pointing mm, terrible, down. Terrible, terrible name, oh, by the way. Name. The arrow going down is just not smart. No. So um, I was at a game, a Cub Sox game, my first one, and there was a very, like, exceptionally drunk Cubs fan sitting in front of me. And we were in, like, the 400 section, like, very high, and he fell over the seats and, like, oh. tumbled down a seat or two. And his oh. knee, he was in pain. He was screaming. His his knee looked like it had kind of been dislocated. Someone said, is there a nurse? And a guy gets up wearing a White Sox jersey. Oh, wow. And pops that knee right back in. Guy was still probably hurting really bad, but it was the, it made me feel good that Cubs and Sox fans can get along. It, it was a show like a display of unity, like human unity. Yeah, but for a second, I did think that Sox player, that Sox uh, uh, fan, was just gonna go and rail him in the face and be like, "This is for <laughs> Just go at it. <laughs> so there you go. That was an intro. Was that better for you, listener? My name is Peter Hansmitzek. Joining me as always is my wonderful friend and co-host Justin Makovich. Uh, we're it's a little loosey goosey today. All right, how are you, Justin? What's going on, man? I feel good. I had like three straight days of getting eight hours of sleep. And um, unfortunately, last night I got about three hours of sleep. Ooh. I know, Ooh. but I still feel good. Like I woke up with like the Sunday scaries at like four in, in the morning today, like ready to go. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm up and I got to sleep for a little bit more, but I couldn't go back to sleep. Um, so yeah. I still feel energetic today. But let me tell you tomorrow. It's it's a coming. The crash I'm gonna get is to coming. Work. I'm just gonna crash right down. It's <laughs> yeah. they're gonna be like, Mr. Magovich, you're okay. And I'll just give me five minutes to take out your books. I guess you could just roll the, the roll the big TV in and put on a, a 
Bill Nye. So real story today, speaking okay. of rolling in the TV, because now we live in a world where you just have, you know, Hulu on everything. I was yeah. trying to get the Hulu password because it's the day I, it's the we, Monday after prom. I had about half my seniors in there. Oh, wow. So okay. I was like, all right, we're going to watch an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine right now. Perfect. Um, and for those of you judging me, we are doing a sitcom unit in my broadcast class. Oh, it's that's kind of yeah, fun. So there you go. So we can watch a sitcom. Granted, we're on the 70s sitcom, so I kind of jumped ahead. But I was like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> okay. So I tried to log in with my wife's password, and I was like, huh, I don't know. So I asked for her password. She gives it back to me. I was like, all right, I got this. Type in the password, and they're like, you have to put in your verification code. And this is where it gets hard, because when you're trying to communicate with someone like through a phone, and you're trying to do something about verifying something that's sent to their phone, we know this as yeah. Hitbox. You know, sometimes I'm like, are you a real person? You'll text me. You'll text me like, did you just log in? Because I've got fucking a thousand phones. I'm like, yes. So we were just trying to go back and forth as we're both in the middle of teaching, try to get this to work. Um, Ended up not getting it to work um, in the moment, but it's okay because none of the seniors that were there actually did the work that was supposed to be done. So we actually had to work on that. So. I tried to make a TV day for them, but they disappointed me. Oh, they, but they didn't want it. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, you know what I'm not sorry about? Talking about video games, because, Justin, it's one of my favorite things to do, especially if I'm talking to you about them. Thank you. Here's a little quick preview of the things we're going to be talking about this episode. The Xbox Activision Blizzard deal has been blocked in the UK. Star Wars Jedi Survivor is out and available for everyone to play. And apparently, Redfall sucks. That (laughs) is a vampire joke. (laughs) And also, a joke. The joke is my fantasy team because (laughs) Redfall was a key member on there. Uh, We're going to talk about all of that and more before we do. Here's a quick reminder to join us on Discord. The link to that is in the description of this episode. Support us on Patreon if you're feeling uh, monetarily generous. The link to that is also in the description of this episode, but you can find it patreon.com slash hitboxpod. Become a $1 podcast producer or a $3 deluxe podcast producer like Jay Knoll and like Dave Parker. Could be you. Every single week, those deluxe podcast producers get their name read on the show and, and, and Justin, they get an additional 30 minute bonus episode every single week. This week we're talking about PC ports and why they suck and how it's kind of unacceptable, how bad they've sucked. Um, over the past few years, you get that and all the other bonus episodes that we've done. So there's, I think, more than 40 on there at this point, like 43 or 45. Uh, it doesn't matter. What I'm trying to say is you'll get a bunch of extra stuff if you um, sign up for our Patreon. If not, all good. Uh, head on over to Twitter.com and follow us at HitboxPod. Review us on the podcast player of your choice. And you'll be my choice for favorite guy or gal or whoever for the day. If you do that oh, and, wow. and tweet at me, tweet at me or at hitbox pod. Let's talk about the games that came out. Justin, I'm a little tired. I, I'll say this. I'm a little scattered. I had surgery. Yeah. Sh- show, I, show, show the wound to your camera, to the camera watchers, the, the, which is just my, us. Editing. Here's the gaping wound. Ooh, wow. Um, it's, I'm it's, all it's literally dripping. It's literally dripping with drip. Cause I look so cool with this beige cast. I've, dude, I'm so embarrassed. I've never seen an adult in the cast before. I no? look like fucking the guy from Evan Hansen. Dear Evan, <laughs> dear Evan Hansen. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so embarrassing. I can't, but like, it is so embarrassing. Um, just a, a week and some change with this on, and then and then I'll be out. Um, by the way, if you were worried, I'm all good. I had a very uh, uh, 
like typical procedure to help my wrist because I have some wrist issues. All right. Thank you very much for your your concern. Let's talk about the games that came out. Let's save us from this. Uh, Metacritic Roundup. Here we go. Metacritic Roundup. The first game in the Metacritic Roundup is Redfall. Oh. Now this is <laughs> here we go. Tough, tough to look at. Um, Redfall is the uh, new game from Arcane, published by Xbox Game Studios. Uh, this is the co-op vampire hunter shooter game. Um, that's been something of a like mystery question mark uh because i mean it was announced what last summer or the summer before that i think and so yeah it was at one of the showcases right it was at one of the showcases and it was like coming pretty hot immediately after it was announced uh, and then it was delayed up obviously until uh, may of this year uh it comes out tomorrow may 2nd so by the time you're listening to this you'll be able to play it and download it if you have xbox game pass um but I- i'm just gonna tear the band-aid off here on PC, it's got a 62. On Xbox Series X, a 63. Uh, this is pretty bad for for Arcane, a, a studio that has traditionally like done some pretty excellent work that's been received really well um, critically. Uh, I mean, like for example, you got uh, just Arcane Studios. Obviously, there's two different um, studios: there's Arcane Austin and Arcane something else. Um, but you've got things like Deathloop, which had an 87, Prey, which had um, an 82 Dishonored, which, um, where does this Dishonored, which had an 80 ish, depending on what version exactly you were playing. Um, so for this to get a 62, that's like, that's pretty bad, man. Um, have you had a chance to, to read any of these, these reviews? I really haven't had a chance to read them, uh, uh other than we we're just like talking right before, um, the podcast, but I have to say, I, 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 before I even saw this in the show doc, I went to the, I saw an IGN, I was like looking at the website and they had called it, uh, red flags. They said red flags. That was their tagline. And I was like, Oh no, is <laughs> the first yeah. thing I thought. Um, and then of course, looking at these scores, that is, I, I'm just going to straight up say it. That's shocking to me. Like this is, this is a surprise. It's surprising, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically a lot of these, these, um, reviews and, and so basically also for some context, um, these, the review embargo lifted, uh, like 30 minutes ago. Um, and the game comes out tomorrow. That's pretty typical for Bethesda stuff. Um, they tend to, they, they like one way they're, one of their games tipped them over the edge, but they were like, no more review copies. And then they've since then sort of gone back on that, but said review copies, but the embargo was like two hours before the game mm-hmm. goes live. Um, so I, I don't uh, like, like the fact that reviews weren't up until now wasn't necessarily like a surprise, but for them to go up and it to be received so poorly is, is so weird. Um, from what it looks like from these reviews, um, uh, it seems like let me read you a blurb here from Xbox achievements. Uh, Redfall is perhaps one of Bethesda and Arcane Austin's most ordinary title titles, a perfect, a perfectly competent first person shooter that does little to rise itself above its competition. The perfect game pass game. That's not worth the money, but is worth a casual weekend of play. Um, so, so that seems to be the general feeling for this game of just like, it's it's only okay like there's just not like it's fine but it, it there's nothing to make it stand out there's nothing to make it feel like one of those games that you're gonna really look back at and go like oh what like wow what a memorable title apparently also it, it's got a, a 
its own fair share of of technical issues as well. Um, and I know that they it's launching on on console uh, with only a uh, a visual mode. Like it only it's only going to run at thirty frames a second. I think. Yeah. Um, which I know a lot of people think is an issue. I think if you can hit a steady thirty, like it's not necessarily a huge problem, depending on what that thirty looks like again. But I don't know. What do you think? Okay, th- uh, this I'm gonna like re- re- like circle back to a topic we've talked about a lot, a lot. Yeah, review scores are hard. Um, yep. And when I mean they're hard, a sixty. If I see a sixty, I red flags. I'm like, oh my god, this is this game sucks. I see a three out of five, and I do not think the game sucks. Yeah. And I think it's just part of how we are conditioned with and we've talked about the the grading, the school grading about how a, a 50 is an F and that's the worst you can do. Um, so seeing a 60, that's a D. Seeing a three out of five to me, that doesn't seem like a D. That seems like a, an OK game. Um, yeah. So when you see the Metacritic score reach the 64, which is that, you know, D work, um, it seems worse than it is. But I think mm-hmm. you nailed it on the head with the Xbox achievements thing. It's just a light, simple, good weekend play, perfect for Game Pass. Um, so I think this is one of those games that, based on these reviews right now, with the right expectations going in, and if you have Game Pass, it's something to try. Yeah. So that that's what I'm kind of getting away from this. It also, the buggy stuff is a little concerning. Um, I mean, this game is coming out in less than four hours as of time of this recording, right? Is that correct? Or is that when? Yep. Yeah. So, um, so I don't, I don't suddenly believe they're going to like come up with a crazy day one patch more on day one patches later, uh, yeah. to fix any of the technical issues. But yeah, this is just, I, I, I see it. And my, my school brain says 60 bad, but my logical gamer brain says three out of five. This is what I was, you know, this is kind of what I was expecting when I first saw this game launched. Yeah. But. Also, it's worth pointing out, it's not all bad here. I mean, I mean, uh, VGC gave it an 80, saying Redfall is a compelling adventure with killer combat and an atmospheric setting in which you can easily lose a weekend. Even though it feels watered down by Arcane's um, systemic standards, it's an ambitious, primarily successful experiment full of narrative nuance and unique ideas. Um unclear like i haven't played it so it's hard to say uh but it seems like a handful of these other reviewers do not agree about it being um super like fully fleshed out and um uh like especially with the combat it seems like a handful of them are saying like yeah there's like some ideas here but it's just not deep um it's just a perfectly fine average shooter um which is which is disappointing like like reading all this uh makes me think of what was that game back for blood Mm. yep do you remember? Oh, we played that, didn't yep, we? We, we did. had like an opening or a beta or something like that. Yep. Um, I played through all of it up until the final boss with my roommate. Um, and that that is a perfectly fine game that I forgot all about because there's just nothing to think about with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just there's nothing for it. Um, it's it's fine. The shooting's fine. It works fine. Like it's not like offensively bad or anything. It's just like something I just never will ever think about again. Um. So this is kind of a bummer. Uh, also, it's a bummer for me because it's on my fi- uh, it's on my fantasy team, and so I'm going to lose like five to six points on this. Um, which I mean, I guess could be worse. But also, when I was th- I was thinking I was feeling this would be like an eighty. Man, I should have counterpicked that. Why did I counterpick God? God, God bless America, Pikmin. <laughs> yeah, you should have grabbed this. You scored a nice two yeah. uh, eight points, but yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, this is this is a bummer. Um, so, do you I think know, I'll probably still play this? I'll yeah. probably try it out. It's on Game Pass. Like, why not? I but. mean, that's the thing at this point. Like, it's so easy to be part of the conversation um, yeah. because it's on Game Pass. I have to watch. It's not free. I pay for Game Pass. In fact, I'm to the point where I put Game Pass in my daily budget next to my like mortgage and electric. I have Game Pass as yeah. like a monthly expenditure, so I don't have to actually feel that um, every couple months when the forty five dollars gets uh, charged to my account. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I- I'll probably try this out. Um, this game could be a five out of five though, and I think I would have treated it the same way in my brain of what it is. But the roller coaster of this game has been nuts. I, I, I was first unexcited about it. Then I started to see some stuff and get a little excited about it. Then I saw some more stuff and I thought it looked blah. And then the previews came back and it seemed okay. And then this came out and it just seems fine. That's that's what's so surprising to me it's, is that the previews made it sort of seem that like this was going to be like maybe not Arcane's best, but certainly not their worst, yeah. which seems to be the, yeah. the general feeling for this. Um, yeah, like, this is a surprise in my opinion. Um, and I think you said so as well. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be interested to, to sink my teeth into this and, and see what's up with it. Um, just because I just didn't expect this at all. Like, yeah. like at all. Like, to be honest, like I'm a little like, I don't even know what I'm like, what to say about it totally, because it's just so like surprising. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's just, uh, the, the exceptionally average with tech bugs which is just not a good combo yes yes um let's uh let's move on what do you think to talk about honkai star rail justin honkai star rail is a video game are you making this up this name it really does seem no, like you're making this it is up. made by mihoyo your favorite studio my friends that, that brought you genshin impact that brought all the uh, the uh, little thirst traps in that game. Oh, they return oh, for Honkai Star Rail, <laughs> a game that I've played. I've downloaded and I've played about two hours of. Um, because So I have, a, I have a fancy new phone, and I was like, you know what? I should get into a game on this thing, see what it's all about. So what did I do? I ordered myself um, the Razer version of the Backbone. I don't have it right in front of me. Um, what is what would that be called? Amazon.com. I ordered myself one because I was like, you know what? Let's let's get deep into this game. It's going to be interesting to talk about and to see how, how I feel about it. This is the Razer Kishi V2 I bought. Showed up at my door, downloaded Honkai Star Rail, booted it up. Not compatible with the controller. At this <laughs> <time>. <laughs> oh, we're back to those days. I, I do remember having to play my go- the goddamn um, Genshin Impact with the touch controls, and then finally Did putting you really? it. Yeah, so that's how I started on my phone, and then I put it on my computer, and I was this fight that was just impossible on the phone. I did it with the controller, and it was like the easiest thing ever. So, um, definitely and handicapped myself there. My my like hands are not super dexterous right now because of this cast. So like mm. like I can hold a controller okay, but like doing anything like on a, like two handed touchscreen stuff is like is difficult. Do you, do you um, have that phone with you, by the way? The phone that I'm using for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that looks fun. Can I see the phone? Oh, that looks fun. Yeah, fun. Like, Galaxy. How, how many S twenty three GD circles do these phones need nowadays? By the way, like how many of these little uh yeah little cameras? Like, mine has one, two, three, four, five, six. You have five. Is that is that? Can I technically get a, a six one under that? You have, you have six. Yeah. Do you not have three three? It's the three big one. Then it's the flash. 
And oh, then the, if like, you look down here, there's like this little the, the this microphone one and the one next to it. Uh, okay, yeah. So I've got one. one's kind of three. Though. I've got three like photo cameras. I've got two, I think, video cameras, and then the flashlight is in between them. You can't really see. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So there is there is six um, there. So wow. Yeah. Yeah. There we uh, are. But I, I was like, oh, like this is like you know a powerful phone. Like I would love to see how it runs games. And I'll say this: it runs Honkai Star Rail really well, <laughs> um, and it's a game that I do like, uh, and I like more than Genshin Impact. Uh, I didn't play a whole lot of Genshin Impact, but I felt like I played enough to have an opinion about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but the thing I really appreciate about this is that it's it's turn-based combat. It's not real-time. So, like, I don't think... Like, I don't need to be, like, thinking on my feet as much and having to, like, engage with, like, touch controls like that um, for real-time combat, uh, which which I find to be clunky and, and a little lacking. Um but uh, I am enjoying it okay. On Metacritic, it has an 81 on PC, and it's unscored on iOS. Um, it's on Android OS as well, which is what I'm playing it on. Um, but uh, people are liking this a lot, and and I personally can see why. Um, its combat system is, like, flashy, but, like, really simple. Um, it's The system is basically just, like, builds itself upon, like, dunking on the enemy by trying to, like build up as many like super moves as you possibly can to just like totally unleash on them. Um, it's, it's a cool, it's a cool game. I think it suffers from some of that like gotcha stuff that get like Genshin suffers from where like cool characters are locked behind having to pay to maybe get them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which I think is not a strategy that I personally am in love with. Um, but so far I've had a, fun with it and haven't put any money into it or anything like that. But also, I don't think there's anything wrong with putting money into a game necessarily. Like, I think when it becomes like a problem, that's obviously an issue. But people people love to like judge for people putting money into a game like this. But it's like, yo, I put sixty to seventy dollars into some games that suck shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, I don't know. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So with this particular game, um, like I know you said the gotcha mechanics haven't really gotten against you yet and i know a lot of it has to do with like kind of lucky rolls and stuff like that with characters to like get good stuff mm -hmm. and you could really get unlucky do you feel like there is you see the end goal where you're gonna stop getting the free stuff um i, I don't know if i played it long enough to really see that quite yet um you get i think for the first however many days every single new day that you log in you get a new um draw you know what i mean by that yeah um like, like a new poll um which you know can be good or can be terrible <laughs> like depending on you know whatever there's a handful like there's enough like daily stuff in there that does get you things that um like i'm doing okay for that um but so no i don't see that yet but also like i said i just don't think i played it long enough to really be able to notice that well, I mean, that's good because, I mean, even if you get like 20 hours out of something like that, as long as you don't feel like predatory there, you can make that choice whether you like it or not. And again, if you yeah. play a free thing for 20 hours and you don't want to put money into it, do you really like that thing? Wait, say that again? So if you're playing something for 20 hours yeah, and you don't want to put money into it, do you mm -hmm. really like that thing? Oh, exactly. Right. Like, you know. Like at, yeah. a, at a certain point, like you have to make that like cost benefit analysis to be like, I think this is worth me putting money into it. Um, and if they at least onboard you enough that you don't feel bad about it. But it's just like those like when they purposely like try to get you like, All right, you can get this thing, this thing, this thing. Like if you're OK with just kind of the slow ga gameplay of it. But um, one more thing you said, it's turn based, right? Yep. Um, 
does is that a fresh turn-based system? Is it like interesting? What makes it really, really unique? Um, it, I, I, it's tough for me to, to say if it's like fresh or like unique, just because it's been a minute since I've played like a lot of like recent like turn-based games. You know what I mean? Like I haven't played like Octopath or, or any of the more recent um, turn-based stuff. Um, I think it's kind of fresh. Basically, each character it's really simple. Each character has two moves. They have their regular attack move, and then they have a um, like special move. You get you can use five special moves in a row, but you have to like build them up um, to like you have to like build them up by using regular attacks. If that makes sense. Um, and each character has like a like elemental damage that they deal. And basically the enemies each have elemental damage that they're weak to. And you know exactly what they're weak to. They've got two health bars, basically like their regular health where when it's depleted, they die. And then like a break bar. And if you hit them with those elemental attacks, you'll break the break bar. They'll take extra damage and then take extra damage when you hit them with regular attacks that aren't their environmental weakness. It's, it's really simple like that. But then also as you're like just doing the turn-based stuff, um, you have each character has a like special meter that gets filled up. And when it's full to the max, which it gets full when they do attacks or get hit by other attacks or whatever, when it's full to the max, you tap on it. And then no matter whose turn it is, that move goes immediately next. So like <laughs> basically you can be in a situation where you're building up, like you're fighting a boss and like you're building up like all of all four of your characters meters at once. And then you just go, uh, actually boom, it's my boom, turn boom, for four boom, turns. Boom, yeah. Boom, and yeah, it's just yeah. boom, 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 boom. And as much as like the, the combat system is built around, um, that, which also means that the combat system is built around the flashy animations for the, the cool anime characters, which is they're cool every time, you know what I mean? And they look really nice. Um, like, like the animations look like really, really cool and, and they're very detailed and, but they're quick enough to like not be like super grading at least yet. I'm tired of hearing the main guy say his line, but like whatever. Um, it's 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 cool. Like I said, it's snappy and and it is satisfying when you are able to line up attacks that do a bunch of damage like all in a row. And it's also satisfying to like interrupt an enemy's turn and end the actual round, like the, the encounter because you were like, actually it's my turn to go mm. <laughs> like, mm. and I'm going to like light your ass on fire. Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. Um, so it's, it's flashy. It's fun. Like I said, I've, I've not put a whole lot of time into it, but, um, I am sort of, I, I know that like if slash when they eventually get controller support added to it, I will be a lot more interested just because, um, my phone's heavy, and I don't like playing with touch controls. I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, really mm-hmm. nice, uh, these MiHoYo games. Um, yeah. Really easy if you download it for PC. I'm assuming it's free on PC. It is. Um, uh, being able to just download it and then go back and forth between the two. So it wouldn't hurt to try it on PC. Um, sure, Because sure. That, w- that was a thing with Genshin Impact. Still waiting for that game to come out for Switch, by the way. Didn't they say that they were gonna? I mean, I or? thought so, but maybe. But even if it does come out, it's gonna fall with Persona Five Royal. Sorry, everyone. I still have downloaded it. <laughs> Full price bought it for. By the way, Full price. Which is tough because you could probably get it. You can get like, per, well, like I've twenty se- bucks. I've seen. <laughs> I've point. seen sales for less than thirty. So yeah. Oops. Yeah. Still there though. I've been. I'm still working through Persona Four Golden. I took a little break for Star Wars and Honkai and Dead Island. But um, we'll, we'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. It's it's one of those long-term commitment, slow cooker crockpot games. You know what I mean? 
Except when you end up, you know, finishing the meal, you've burnt it a little, and it's just like, there's a better way to do this. There was a better way, yeah. 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 Should have yeah. made it on the stove, but um, <laughs> <laughs> what can you do? Uh, Justin, let's talk about Star Wars. Is that cool? Can we talk about Star Wars? But you got, you got like an hour or two? Yeah, I got some time to talk All about right, Star let's Wars. Let's talk about Star man. Wars. So, last week... Uh, we we discussed Star Wars a little bit outside of the Metacritic Roundup because there were not reviews out for it yet, um, but I was lucky enough to play it early. Um, at this point, it is firmly in the Metacritic Roundup. Uh, on Xbox Series X, it has an 87. On the PlayStation 5, it has an 86. And on PC, it has a 78. Justin, you've had the chance to play Star Wars Jedi Survivor. You've had the chance to read reviews of Jedi Fallen Sur- or Jedi Star Wars Jedi Survivor. What do you think? Are the reviews right? Where do you fall? No pun intended. Oh, boy. Um, I mean, there's so many things to go about this, but before I necessarily comment on reviews, I love this game a lot. Mm, so much. Okay. Um, I think, for me, this game is uh, almost better in every way than the original, um, mm. except that almost is a pretty large thing. Uh, yeah. And that would be the story. I don't think the so far I am in, I think, chapter five or six. Um, let me let me help you out real quick. As someone who has to write about this game, <laughs> slash work on this game, there are no chapters. Woo! They make it very hard to figure out how to classify. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I am in the third act, I would assume. Yep. Uh, yep. I'm I'm nearing the end of the game. Uh and the story itself is probably the most disappointing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but literally everything else is a Justin-ass Justin game. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, I love a good double jump, air dash, wall run, air dash, double jump game yeah. any <laughs> day do. of the week. Actually, I love now that I those think about games. It, you do. Love those games. And then you do that and you throw a lightsaber in it. Man, you are playing a game I like. Um, And I I think for me, there's something I realized about, and I don't know if I felt the same way with Jedi Fallen Order, but I feel this way about uh, Survivor and why I dig this game more so than Souls games. Um, And I think it's pretty universal that with the Souls games, I enjoy them at first. I really Mm -hmm. enjoy a Souls game learning the mechanics, the, the, you know, the patterns of enemies, the patience versus the aggression back and forth. But there always gets to this point once you get out of the first couple areas where in order to have success, you had to make sure you didn't fuck up your specking because you could yep. put points in the wrong thing or you could try to mid-max your character and you've messed up because you have leveled up in ways that aren't going to make it easy for you to beat that game. I love my big old broadsword and Dark Souls However, if I didn't spec for it, then I'm going to be searching or, or like trying to push for that. Or maybe I you know, mm-hmm. put too much of the wrong stuff in there. In Jedi Survivor, and I guess in Fallen Order 2, you can pretty much take on any challenge in that game from beginning to end. And the amount of damage you do to that thing doesn't change. None of your upgrades change the amount of damage your lightsaber does. Some yeah. of the force powers that you can upgrade become more effective if you give them better upgrades and they make it a little bit easier. Um, but I feel like if there's a fight that I'm in that I am just knocking my head against, 
it's something that is not insurmountable, that if I am persistent and I learn the patterns, I actually can beat that. And I don't have yeah. to level myself up to a place where I do. Um, and granted, you can level things up. You can get more stims in the game. You can get more. Um, uh, the air dash is big for combat, by the way. If you don't <laughs> wait, if, <laughs> you're you're having, up. if you're having a hard time with some of these like big monster fights, wait till you get that air dash It's going to help you a lot. Sorry if I spoiled anything by saying there's an air dash. But like, come on, you got to know that this is part uh, of. OK, the- here. Here's here's the thing. We did this last week. I'm going to do it again. We're going to talk about Star Wars. Yeah. So time code is in the description of the episode um uh, if, if you don't want to hear any sort of like general spo- we're not going to spoil things but like general star wars stuff like we're talking about it so go on so i i generally enjoy the combat because there's been several times where i've gotten in a boss fight with uh, a legendary beast um yeah. that i was vi- like i was on for a little too long and i was persistent with it and i got through it um, and then you go back to the town and you, cl- you see this, like you, there, there was like an angry frog, like judging the fight. And then you look at that frog and then you get to like play a harder version of that legendary fight. Have you done this? Are you talking about Turgle, the frog? No. Okay. So there are these legendary monsters mm-hmm. throughout, uh, the, the game. And there was this one, it was in this like, uh, base with all these droids and rebels. And it was like in the basement, it was a big frog thing. And you beat it, and there was this little frog thing watching you saying, like, it was evaluating that fight. And you're like, okay. And then you go back to one of the shops in the hub world, and you see that frog again, and you, you, you talk to it. And it opens up one of those rifts, those Jedi rifts or whatever they're called, force tears or whatever. And you have to fight that boss again with another one of those bosses. It's like in a challenge room thing. And it's like a harder version of it. So after having trouble with this legendary boss, I go back to this thing and I see this thing there. And I'm not going to lie. I played this thing for over an hour um, (laughs) before I finally was able to beat it. But it was like one of those things where I genuinely felt myself getting better at it. And I know I was kind of like... I could, you know, maybe get another stim here to make this fight easier, but I'm like, I can do this. I can do it. So I stuck with it. And it's just to the point where I would sometimes die within the first 30 seconds and it would take me 35 seconds for me to load back into the place to do it again. And I was yeah. like, oh, it's so frustrating. Um, but uh, I don't know. I just, I am really digging this combat way more so than the first one. And I, I'm looking for these encounters whenever I see a legendary thing, instead of like waiting, like in God of War, waiting until like I have all my stuff upgraded to put the the, the difficulty down. I'm like, all right, this is it. I found it. I'm going to fight this thing no matter what it is, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat it. Um, and I really have been enjoying that challenge in a way that, you know me, I'm a baby gamer. Put it on easy, get through it. Um, but I've been really down to play this game and the combat of it. Um, so I love the combat. I love the yeah. What's up? What difficulty are you playing on? Uh, the middle one. Yeah. Okay. What, it's not. Is it night? Whatever that one I is. I don't know. They, they've got like fun little Star Wars Jedi names. Yeah. It's it's the, the just the the medium one, like the yeah. one that what, the, yeah, the okay. standard whatever normal yeah, whatever yeah. the the one that the one with all the bars that were the same. And I was like, this one looks yeah. like the one for me. Um. So I've been enjoying that, and to the point where I don't like when I go back to New Game Plus, I'm easily going to put this on as hard as I can do it. Um, mm-hmm. cause I think it would be something that as I'm going back and like playing it again, I think that would be a fun little challenge. Um, cause I do feel myself getting better in it. Um, I also love the exploration in this game. 
uh, I constantly find myself diverted, not only because the story is very mid, but because like I'm always like getting rewarded with something. And whereas in the first game you were rewarded with stupid cosmetics and you know whatever, this one you're legitimately finding stuff, whether it's more max health, max four skill points, things like that that are actually helping with my progression in a way that every little corner I see that I think something is interested in, more times than not, I'm rewarded with something that's worth it. I would absolutely agree because I would say that like, I would say it's like a 60, 40 to like 70, 30 split in terms of like the majority of the stuff that you find is going to be cosmetic stuff. But first of all, I think they're all like really solid fits. Like like every single like cosmetic item you find, like it's always like, Oh, this is actually really cool. And uh, I'm not like always stoked when I get a new like lightsaber paint or BD one paint or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But when you find enough of those and you end up going back to a workbench and like working on the lightsaber a little bit, you do like, you're like, Oh, I've got a bunch of different colors I can work with. You know what I mean? So so it's impressive. (laughs) Finding all that stuff is really, really cool. But then you're totally right. I didn't even think about that, that like you are finding those additional, like whether it's like a small health upgrade or force upgrade or uh, skill point or whatever, those are exciting to find too, because they are so, because they're a little less frequent than the cosmetic stuff when you do find them you're like oh shit like yeah this is great yeah um, um yeah, i agree and then i also like the force echoes they put another pl- uh, like throughout because a lot of the times when you get these force echoes and they'll talk they'll have like some uh color commentary about the world and stuff um mm-hmm. i mean it's just like an audio log that you find in another game but like they're not always super well hidden and you just you run into other characters and things like that and it's just like I don't know it's a good job of like as you're exploring getting more out of the world and the place that you're in in a way that i really enjoy there's a there's a really great run of them when you are looking for the like compass thing <laughs> on kobo do you know what i'm talking about where like you're going through the, like these old like jedi ruins yes and yes. it's like it starts out and you don't under like it's these two different stories between these two Jedi and their pad, like their young Padawans. And then like both the Padawans are like, I got to go master. Like, is it okay if I, you know, take the rest of the night off or whatever? And they're both like, yeah, you make sure you do your fucking homework <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> um, and then like the two Padawans like meet up in like a secret area and they're like, like, Ah, like we can't like we can't like it's like implied like we can't like smooch like, yeah it's forbidden it may, it was cool it was one of those things where we're like this was a cool detail that like if it was a text log i wouldn't listen to right but like the fact that it was this this quick little audio thing just told a little story you know what i mean that was that was kind it, of fun yeah and it just does such a good job without being extra chatty to like just move things along and make make exploration kind of worth it with that and they make yeah. these like sometimes silly challenge rooms just have that much more world building in them in ways that yeah. i really like you'll see a skull and then you know why that skull was there or what happened there you see yeah. a corpse of a droid and they explain what happened even if it's a stupid thing it just gives that much more flavor. interesting flavor yeah um so yeah i mean I, i'm just really enjoying this game a lot um I've, i have a re- really busy stretch of two weeks coming up so this weekend i kind of like just put as much time as i could into it um, mm-hmm. and it, it is, it's really, it's really good. I've, I'm of course wearing the poncho. The second I found that bad boy, I threw Where'd that you find the poncho? Out. It was where I beat that frog guy. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was a legendary okay. item. I opened it up and I was like, woo I'm poncho man. So. Okay. Yeah, I've been, it. I've been changing the fit as I go. Um, cause there's some, there's some fun little outfits you can find. I'm like, I'm, I'm a fan and I'm a fan of like being able to choose the colors and stuff. 
I don't know. Like that does a lot for me. Oh yeah. It, um, yeah. It's, it's great. And I also love how they do a good job about like how you can color your lightsaber by doing the like couple like color options in a set mm-hmm. that you get. So I don't know. There's like six colors per like, Per like little set you get, yeah. yeah per like little that. set you get, and it's just like what the options are for your your hilt that you can kind of change it with. So it all has a similar theme to it, but you can choose to make it all the same color or just change it within the color. So it gives it a nice cohesive look um, that someone with actual design talent does. So I'm not just sitting there with the, like the most gaudy, ugly teal, <laughs> yellow, and orange lightsaber thing, looking like I'm yeah. like straight out of a college football uh, town. But <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that that stuff all uh, is is pretty excellent. Uh, what do you think of? I know you said that you like the combat. Um, what what stances do you use? Okay, so let, let's play let's, well, let's play a mini game here. Let's we have five oh. stances in the game. We have okay. the single lightsaber, the returning, the the faithful yep. returning. We have the double bladed Darth Maul lightsaber. Uh, mm-hmm. We have now a formalized stance from the last game. You have the two lightsabers. You had a couple moves where you break them apart in the last break one. Break them apart, use them. yeah. yeah. Slick them back together in a real cool way. Uh, and then you have the new ones. You have the blaster one when you have the Dooku style like jousting with the with the gun. Um, and then you have the Kylo Loren uh, sword that's so big that Cal can't even hold it correctly. He kind of like does it like, like it almost backwards yeah. and like flips it up and stuff. So those are the five stances. Peter, I want you to tell me what you think my ranking is for the best lightsaber stances in the game. And there's only one correct answer. I think for you, the best one is the um, the dual wielded one. Okay. Is that right? No, or do it's I, not. Or do I have it's to... not right. Okay. No, no. In fact, that's the. I, I, I'll spoil it for you. That's the worst one because. Oh, it d- disagree. Is, you, when you get hit, you get more damage off on that one. That is, is the that only right? stance that you, no matter what, if you get hit with it, you have less defense. So you get hit by the same thing with both stances. That one hurts you the most. So I've just stopped using it because of that. Interesting. Interesting. I think that the the single bladed regular one is excellent. Yes, I think that the like like that one is always in my like that one never leaves my stances. That's my number two. Is your number one the double bladed one? No, that's the one that's always in my number two slot. Um, but it's my um number three. Gotcha, because because the double bladed I think is really good for like crowd control. Yep, yep, and um, I think you need something for crowd control in a lot of situations in this game because you easily can get overwhelmed yeah sometimes it'll just it'll just be like here's six guys yeah and if you have the, if, if you have the, the double bladed one just eat, you knock them off i'm even thinking of it yeah yeah um do you like the the pistol oh my god peter that one is the best fucking stance oh my gosh it's my least favorite uh, how much Tell me, you, what, what, am, what am i missing how much what have you upgraded missing? it none okay so for those of you who don't know the blaster stance um is uh, you basically have a you're again you're like kind of almost fencing with your one hand with your lightsaber. Yeah. It's very like long thrusts, and then you have a blaster in your other hand. And for this stance, when you press the triangle button instead of using a force power with your um, uh, lightsaber, you shoot a gun, and the gun gets recharged by using your lightsaber as an attack. Mm-hmm. So basically you get like, let's, I'm going to make up a number eight shots before you have to hit the guy a little bit. And then you get some more gun, you get a couple, uh, uh, bullets back. You get two more shots. 
Um, and when you upgrade it, you can upgrade it. I haven't done the whole tree yet. And I'm assuming there was some interesting stuff. Um, but there is a couple of things that you can do that gives you more ammo. It recharges faster. Um, and there's also a cool like melee move that you get that like if it's like a flurry with your little thing. And if you hit a bunch mm. of guys with it, it will upgrade your um, gun even faster with it's like refilling its bullets. Um, mm. And I like it because I feel like I'm a Jedi mage that you run in for an attack, hit, 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 you go out, and then while they're doing their unblockable attacks or whatever, that's annoying, you shoot them a couple times with the blaster, or you can just hold a long blast to like do a little bit more damage at them. Um, and I also love how if you're just, you know, you're walking into a room and there's like 10 battle droids there, and you're just yeah. like, <laughs> beep, 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 beep. press the button 10 times, they're all dead before they can even do anything, and you just take care yeah. of the big guys. So I love it for crowd control from a distance when you're starting a fight. So instead of like going out to like like running around, annoying the big, annoying the big guy and getting the small guys, you just kill the small guys right away. Then you go in with your lightsaber to do some of the damage, reload your guns, and then start shooting the guy from a distance. I found it to be great when you're do- playing against um, like creature bosses because it does allow you to kind of like work on spacing a little bit so instead of being so close to some of them because some of the monsters have such huge range um, yeah, and they have yeah. so many unblockable attacks that are kind of random with their patterns that it just allows you and it doesn't do a ton of damage but like it does enough that like it's noticeable that when you're instead of just like backing up and doing nothing hit with the lightsaber twice back up shoot twice go back in hit lightsaber twice back up shoot twice um, I, I love that stance man it is it is so far the one that I just having the most fun with um, and it, I found it the most useful for the most uh, purposes. Interesting. Yeah, because because I tried it out for a little while and then I unlocked the, um, the cross guard one, the Kylo Ren one. And I was like, oh, this one's kind of cool. And so I've been using that as my secondary, although I kind of want to switch it back to um, the double bladed one just for the crowd control. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's interesting. Yeah, no, because because I use the single blade and then the, the cross guard one cross guard one. It, it, it's hit or miss for me. Like there'll be some fights where like I totally nail it with it. And then there's other ones where, cause it's just so slow. I just get my ass kicked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I just look like a fool, <laughs> but, um, I'll be, I'll be interested to try out the, the, the blaster one then, um, a little bit more just cause like I didn't, and it didn't immediately click with me. And I was like, you know what? Like, especially the way I'm playing it where I, I kind of have to do it. Like, I got to perform okay. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't yeah, spend you're like, not, a, you're like, like, me, like hiding on the side of a screen, like just shooting people <laughs> and like waiting to recharge. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> um, but I, I might, I might have to check that out then just cause I mean, that sounds kind of cool. Like, especially with that, that, um, like lunging move you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I yeah, mean, no, I, I uh, think, I think what you said though is how there are certain lightsabers that have certain advantages when you're facing certain enemies and mm-hmm. that's why having the two stances in your uh, arsenal at a single time is really kind of a strategy thing that you're doing. And it's not overwhelming where there's like 15 different weapons. And as I said, in Dark Souls, there's a or the Souls yeah, games, yeah. you got to like stick with your lane and really upgrade the weapon. Because if you don't, you might have used all of your rare upgrade materials on a sword that is not a good sword. So you've wasted it and you can't get better. This one, yeah, you can upgrade with different skills and stuff and perks to make the weapon better. But it's still base stats are good enough to get through most encounters and you can still use them and try them out and even late game like you you're you're later in the game you can still try out one of those lightsabers um also really easy to respect in this game which is great for um yep. trophies uh but 
also, I think, just useful in general because you never feel like you're stuck with one of your lanes and you can kind of go back in and really easily change things. Um, but that, again, these like little things are just are, are just so enjoyable for me with the combat that I, I've just really found my, I guess, meticulous nature of playing open world games like this. Um, it is just not only hitting that itch, it's hitting the combat action itch and it's also hitting the platforming itch because to be honest, a lot of the platforming is so varied from each other. There's so many different types of puzzles that you have to solve. I rarely feel like I'm getting the same thing over and over again. It's, it's just, there's, there's just a ton to like about this game. I would agree. I would agree. Um, yeah, I, I think that I really like the way that you can just respec. I mean, like, you know, it doesn't cost anything either. You can just nope. do it at any yep. meditation point or anything like that. It costs your time, but sometimes you need that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but also, you know, you find enough, like, skill points, though, out in the world if you're, like, doing explore exploration or whatever that, like, putting a single skill point into something that you're kind of testing the water on even doesn't feel like a huge, like you were saying, it doesn't feel like just this big, like, oh, gosh, I wasted that. Because, like, you try it, and if you don't like it, then you just put one skill point into it. You know what I mean? You don't have yeah. to worry about yeah. whatever else. Um, yeah, no, I, I would agree. I like the combat a lot. I wish that there were like, there was a move that would let you switch between combat stances, like in the middle of it, because there was a ton of yeah. that in fallen order. Yeah. That you would do like, you, like there's, I wish there were, there were like combos maybe. Yeah. And yeah. I, like, I don't know if that's exactly what I want, but like, um, cause it just feels a bit mashy, you know, and that's, that's okay. But with a game that has like a little bit more finesse like this and like that does have specific moves, you'd think that there'd be more synergy between them. Um, but yeah, like it'd be cool if you could do like a combo that would like, if you hit like square twice and then switched your stance, you would do an attack move coming out of that stance into the next one. But yeah. And, and there could be whatever. a really cool like system with that when depending on what two lightsabers you have, you could have vastly different combos different that could yeah. supplement things. Or maybe you have a really like strong pairing of like straight up uh, uh, like single attack high damage, or you have like two that go together that are really good for um, like a, a light amount of damage, but over a wide range of area and stuff like that. So I think there is some, obviously i think there's still ways for this game to improve and get better um but uh sometimes it's simplicity almost is something that i appreciate a little bit not that it's a simple game because it is more complicated than the previous one but i know what um, you mean though like like because at the end of the day also like it's it doesn't it's not overly complicated it still has depth but it's not like something that you like I feel like if you walked away from this game and came back to it a week or two later, like you wouldn't be totally lost. Right. Whereas right. like in, in games with combos and like, like stuff like that, you might be, but, um, yeah, it really, yeah, the, the, but, the buttons really feel good and they keep layering on these new, uh, force powers that you get yeah. and it really doesn't ever feel cumbersome. It's just something about how they've designed all this stuff. Um, I recently got slight spoiler alert, push and pull the yep. the the force push and up and pull, down up and down basically and like there's a couple really cool platforming things that have to do with hitting those two things in perfect timing um and it just kind of feels good I, like I, i'm not like sitting there mump, like stumbling over the controls trying to get it right like my hands my these these decrepit hands of mine my old uh, my old man hands just are actually yeah. like doing it pretty well um so yeah again i i have a ton of good things to say about this but but other people have had less good experiences with this, according to 
<laughs> the Metacritic reviews, huh? And me, and, and also according, according to, to me. <laughs> Peter. So you've had. I, I to be honest with this, yes. And and I I am one of the fortunate ones, and I am not going to say that anyone else's experiences are not valid because all the stuff I'm reading and seeing online, this is a huge issue. I've had two things that I would call issues in this game. Um, first thing is I had a bit of a frame rate drop at one moment in the game when I was in the open world. The second okay. thing that happened to me was I had a couple clothings when I was on the, the, the mantis flying through space move like I was jumping. Um, yeah. Other than that, there has been nothing about the game that has hindered me from playing it. No crashes. I haven't had a single crash. Um, I haven't had a single moment of like falling through the world. Maybe a, a few things of a, of a couple things popping in, but nothing like severe. I, I've seen some bad things before, and this has just been like, you know, I, fine. Um, and and to me, this has run way better than Jedi Fallen Order, which was a mess when it came out and still is a mess today. Um, My experience has been a little different. Uh, so t- for clarity, I played on the pre-release build, and Respawn had this whole section in its reviewer guide basically saying like, um, here are the known issues that we have, um, and they're going to be fixed. And while I would love to have taken them at their word for that, every single reviewer guide says that, right. That like, Oh, if you experience any bugs, they will all be fixed. And they're, it's just, they're not like, like some of them might be, but others maybe not. I've had pretty consistent frame rate issues um, throughout my time with it. I've had a lot of screen tearing, which looks really bad. Um, the frame rate issues, like it, it, it struggles to get past like 40 for me in a lot of places. And then sometimes it will like, when you get into like a small closed environment, um, it, you'll feel like all click. And then it's 60 frames a second for two minutes. It probably gives then, you like whiplash. <laughs> yeah. There's this moment where you're like, what the, f- why does this look great? All of a sudden, you know, um, I think that if you're interested in like the, how, like sometimes it's also difficult to describe like a game. The game doesn't feel good. It doesn't like look particularly great in certain moments either, but like, it's hard to like describe why the digital foundry um, breakdowns for all three platforms, the Xbox one, the PlayStation one and the P uh, the place, uh, the PC one um, all, I think it does a really good job like explaining like, okay, here's the, what the issues are and like why the game might look kind of bad or like run and feel kind of bad in these certain areas. I think it's really, really helpful for understanding that sort of stuff. Um, and it speaks largely to my experience with it. So I played a lot of it pre-release, right? Where they basically said, hey, we're going to fix all these issues. And then they also said this. They said, like, also keep your console offline because we're going to have a day zero patch that uh, could wipe your save file. <laughs> And so it's this sort of thing where you have to ask yourself, like, okay, am I going to play this and lose my save try, trying to do whatever? Like, so am I going to play, like, tr- am I tr- going to try to play all of it so- before it's out so that I don't lose my save data? But then review a version that might be different than the version that people are playing. Or do I not play a lot of it and then play the version that they're playing and just hope that I'm right about everything that, that it is and just get my save data wiped and then, you know, restart to, to play it to its completion, like with the, the official version. And I think that's a tough question to ask reviewers because everyone's going to have a different stance on it. You know what I mean? Uh, 
I only recently <laughs> updated my my game because I had two people who I work with basically said like, yeah, I didn't have any issues with it. And I said, I'm so sick of these <laughs> these the screen tearing and the frame rate drops and whatever. Like, I would love there to be some sort of fix. And it is better. But that better is has like a big asterisk next to it saying like, but I'm still experiencing issues. It feels a little bit better to play. The frame rate feels a little bit more stable, but I'm still experiencing pretty frequent uh, slowdown and screen tearing. And it might be just that I'm like noticing this more because I have to make sure that the footage looks good because I'm recording footage, you know what I mean? And like reviewing that footage and all that. But um, I would say that I am pretty frustrated with that um, because I think it's a big deal <laughs> because I think it, it can feel sluggish. And in a game that's all about being quick and like making very fast decisions, especially in combat and stuff like that, having the game chug and like have this like really uncomfortable, odd like tempo to things to me doesn't feel very good and doesn't feel like I am getting through combat situations because of my skill or anything like that. But just because I got lucky that the game didn't have a little breakdown while I was fighting six enemies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And especially because I'm playing on performance mode. You know what I mean? Like if I was playing on the visual mode, 30 FPS, but it, um, it's getting dropped sometimes like, eh, what can you do? It's what you're sacrificing for visuals. Right. But for it to be a dedicated performance mode and it not to not feel very good like that, it just is a little frustrating. You know I, what I'm saying? And my question to you is, do yeah. you think your review score, if you were giving this a review score, would it been different before and after patch? Haven't played it enough, honestly, after the patch to know. Um, no, no. Let me say, let me say probably not because um, in addition to the performance issues, this game's buggy as hell. I don't know if you've had a lot of, a fair amount of bugs. I've had a lot of visual bugs. Um, I've had a lot of like accidentally climbing on stuff that you're not supposed to climb on. Like it, it has been, it has been noticeable to me in a way that has like sort of defined some of my opinion on this game. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And who knows, maybe those things will be squashed and fixed in later versions, but it's just not the version that I'm playing. You know what I mean? Um, and, and like when all of the characters pop in every single time the camera changes view in a cutscene, like it doesn't make me like go like, wow, what a wonderful star Wars story. It makes me go like, Oh no. <laughs> um, or like every time the mantis lands in Kobo, um, it feels like I'm watching a behind the scenes documentary <laughs> of how the game was made. Cause it'll be like, everything's like uncolored and flat. And then like very slowly, like everything will like pop in. It's almost as if like, here's where it was and here's where it is now. But like, <laughs> it's supposed to be a cutscene of a ship landing. You know what I mean? Hey, uh, you're, you're playing this on what again? PS five, PS five. Okay. Um, I think to me, one thing that is, strange about this i'm glad this game is getting good reviews because i love it and whatever um i like yeah. being affirmed that's my life but mm -hmm. you're asking reviewers to be put in a really strange situation because <sighs> yes when there is this promise of a day one patch that fixes a lot of issues or makes the game run better that is mentioned, that is talked about, that is like by the that the people that you're giving you response, giving you this stuff and telling you this kind of stuff. And regardless of if the game is actually better or not, you are playing a less than version. You are reviewing a less than version. A and different you, version. A different version. Like, yeah. And 
there's a lot of factors that lead to this. Many of these websites need to get reviews out sooner so they get the traffic because no traffic is greater than traffic when it, something first gets released. Uh, that's when yep. the most people are going to be looking at your website. And if you don't have something because you don't feel like it's right um, to review this game because it's not complete or you didn't get the complete version till too late, that's that's putting the publication and the reviewer in a weird situation that the developer respawn is putting is putting you in more or less and it's yes. like i guess in a way of saying this it would be like uh I, I do competitive speech which is a subjective activity when people like will perform and then you have to judge it i am a fair i am probably one of the most fair and biased judges of people that i know in the activity and if i had a judge in a round that mattered my own students versus someone else's students I am confident that I'm a fair judge, but you cannot be fair when you have the context of something like that in there in which I like I know something about this kid that the other people don't know. I've seen this kid do something that this I don't know what this other kid did for reviewers, knowing that there's a, like you're comparing two different things and you know all this context about this broken version that you have. You cannot look at the game and not take that into the context into account when you're giving it a review score or when you're talking about it. And that is not the experience that a majority of people are going to have when they're playing this game, um, because even people on day one have a different experience. May 2nd, when these other patches come out, are going to have a different experience. So if I pick this yeah. game up four weeks later, it's going to be a different experience than what you're playing when you reviewed it. So that score is not going to be accurate. So should publications go back and re-review it? No. Like, that that's Who's unrealistic and not the fair. Money. Like, the, yeah. yeah, the time and the money and the resources. So I don't know. It is just one of those things that when I think about it, I don't know what the answer is for this. I mean, maybe the answer is delaying it, but you would assume that they're always going to be working on stuff to improve it and fix it. And rarely do these games come out without any patches at any point. So would delaying it have fixed some of the, these issues? I'm sure. Yeah. I think, I think this game is, could have used a, a month or two delay. And like, I know people say like, Oh, it, we're the, we're the first ones to say it's so easy to say, to just delay the game. But like, there's a lot of logistics that go into it. Like, but a lot of those logistics get solved by money. Right. And, this is one of the biggest publishers in the world dealing with one of the biggest IPs in the world. Like, I, I think they could have delayed this, and I think it would have been... I, I think the conversation surrounding it would be different if this were a... this If this game had another month or two to just be polished up. You know what I mean? When did you get your review copy? Are you able to say that? Uh, I think so, and if not, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> last Tuesday, so let me look. Um, so this would have been... April 18th. April 18th. So wait, yeah. two, wait, you mean 25th? 18th, sorry. Oh, so 2 weeks ago. Uh yes. Okay, so the reason I say that I looked when this game went gold apparently. And according to some vague tweets and things like that, it's assumed that this game went gold April 13th. Okay. Five days before you got it. <laughs> yeah. Two weeks later, the game is not perfect, but arguably it's better. Sure. Like, again, I don't it's, know. It's just so tough. It's just, yeah, go on. I, like, I don't know, like, there, there's a lot that goes in marketing, but they probably have to make that decision. Is delaying a game two weeks worth it to change all our marketing and do all this stuff? What's going to cost more? 
And maybe they were confident right. enough with the game that even with these bugs, it'll be fine. But it's forever tainted this score. And let's go back to the last time Respawn came out with the Star Wars game. Same thing happened with with uh, Fallen Order. And, right. and that's what I think really gets me so mad is like you like, first of all, you guys knew about this. You did. You played it. You knew. And and like, listen, the PS5 version is buggy. The Xbox Series X version is buggy, has issues, performance issues, whatever. The PC version is fucking broken. Like it, 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 it's, in my opinion, an unacceptable in an unacceptable state. And they knew and they're selling it for full price. I mean, that's an easy thing to not to not release. Right. Like. What do you mean? Like, if it's that bad, like that's when you delay PC. Yes. Yes. That doesn't, that doesn't like, hurt. That is, doesn't hurt the game. That it is, is that that's that, like to me, that, that's a different that's a very different thing. Um, one of my students said I was like, uh, we do a weekend check in and I was like, yeah, I was playing a lot of Jedi Survivor this week. Um, and some kids like I heard the game doesn't run well. And I'm like, yeah, especially on PC. It's It's been really bad on PC. Are you playing it on PC? And I was like, no, I'm not a loser. And he's like, <laughs> oh, why? No. Why? You don't have a gaming rig that can play that? And I was like, oh, I do. I'm just not a PC gamer. I'm too busy grading your work. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> but, um, but like, honestly, like, as we're going to be talking about in our bonus show, this is getting a problem that's more and more frequent on PC stuff when they're just not able to handle these these console ports in the same way. And it's to a point where... I mean, it, to me, it's a different conversation, the PC differences with the console differences, but, like, there's something going on with this, and it's not even something that time can fix, necessarily. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it, I think it is, I would say that it's just, it's unacceptable, in my opinion, and I think it's pretty shitty of them to have launched this in the state that it launched. Um, I mean, and, you know, talking about, like, reviewers opinions and context and whatever the first thing that happened when i got control of cal in the game is it crashed like <laughs> like that's the first not, my first moment you are not the first reviewer to say that no um i think it, though if you are looking for a really 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 good um review that talks about the thing that we're talking about here of like how do you review a game if you know it's going to be different and like if you know that like your version isn't maybe going to be the version that everyone plays um the star wars jedi survivor review on waypoints by Patrick Klepek, which, by the way, rest in peace, waypoints. Um, the, Vox Vice. Do you, did you know about this? No, I like, thought Patrick Klepek died. The way you said that, I was like, oh, oh no, 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 oh no, 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 no. Pat, okay. Patrick Klepek is is alive and well. Okay. Um, by the way, sad from, about waypoint, from the area. It, what? Do you know that he's he's from around here? Let's find his house. Someone someone told me that when I was like telling, I was talking about where I live, and someone was like, oh, you live in this area and i was like i do and he's like weird i live there too and he's like and also patrick klebeck from waypoint does and i was like like why where where you used to live where you currently live or where you go to school where you used to live mm. so, so that means maybe, maybe you we know can, it. we can find <laughs> maybe. out maybe patrick klebeck is my neighbor maybe he is your neighbor hopefully um, one of the good but ones <laughs> he, he wrote an excellent an excellent piece on waypoint um about how do you talk about this game that is going to be different that people are going to have so many feelings on um, and that your review might be obsolete and completely not important the second that the game comes out. Um, and, and I think that it's, it's really worth reading, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I have mixed feelings about this. I don't like the story. I'm going to say it. It's a bad story. 
There's no emotional stakes in it. And I think it's frustrating coming off the heels of the games, the first game story, which had all of the emotional stakes in it. Um, people talked about like saying like, Oh, like I'm going to remember all these moments from this, from Jedi survivor. And like what, which moments there's some cool set pieces, I guess. But like the things I really remember about Jedi survivor are all like character moments that like discussed things about like, Hey, what do you do about being a Jedi after the Jedi are over? And this game teeters on the edge of asking those questions and then just doesn't address them. <laughs> like Cal, like spoil, like, not spoilers. He's, he's got a fucking lightsaber. He like murders some people sometimes cause he's using a lethal sword. And there's like some moments where you go like, Oh, is he going to talk about that? Like that's like, was he, is that important to talk about? And then they just don't, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's just frustrating because I felt like the story of the first game was so bound to the characters that were in it. And like the villains like had like real relationships with the characters. And like, there were like twists about who the villains were and like how they related to the characters. And in this one, it's just some guy <laughs> like, like he shows up and, and he's a bad guy. Like he's a bad guy for sure. And like, he's got a backstory that I think is kind of interesting that they sort of get into, but like, he doesn't really know Cal. He's just he just met Cal once. You know what I mean? I th I think now granted, you're a little further than I am and we are not yeah. like quite done with this game. I think we are set for a twist. It's probably true. I also think we are set for this so-called bad guy to not necessarily be a traditional bad guy. Um I think it seems obvious that he is evil just because that's how he's set up. And literally you see like, again, light spoilers, you see, you literally <laughs> see him turn evil. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. that's pretty, pretty yes. obvious, but I think it's, it's one of those things that, um, in star Wars, uh, I think some of the more interesting stories are talking about the flaws of the Jedi order. Um, how yeah. basically they have become these, you know, almost godlike figures who sit on top of their console and decide, you know, what is right and what is wrong. But when you have anyone in these powers, these political powers, power corrupts and mm -hmm. did not prevent the Jedi from being corrupted into having to deal with bureaucratic means to get to their ends. And I think to me, that's where I see this going. So I don't want to necessarily hold out to the fact that the story is 100% horrible because I don't know where it goes yet. Uh, there's yeah. there's a, a huge twist um, in literally the last like 10 minutes of gameplay in uh, Fallen Order that, boy, was that a good moment. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm yeah. talking about. Um, and I would assume that they are going to give me a little bit more of that Star Wars stuff by the end of the story. But I still agree with you. I said at the beginning, my big critique of this is that the story itself is very just eh. And I don't feel like I need to finish the main story. I'm okay with exploring, which is great because I enjoy exploring. But yeah. I, you always get to those points in a game when the story is so compelling. I got to get to that next story beat before I do anything else. This one, I'm still like, eh, you know what? Rare guy over here. Let me kill it. It feels like, like, I feel like I'm waiting for it to take off and it just hasn't yet. And I'm like, it, like <laughs> at the third, like, like. I, I'm into it. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm deep in, enough into it to know like th like this should be happening. And it's, it's awkward too. I, I found that like the reoccurring, like the cast from the first game that's in it have been like awkwardly implemented. You get a bunch of like flashbacks with seer. The, you're the, the woman from the first game who's like kind of teaching you how to be a Jedi. And like the flashbacks feel so like shoehorned in and it's like, they couldn't schedule the actress. I'm forgetting her name. 
um, to be in the game because like she's on a planet and you go and you talk to her and you're like, do you want to come? No, it's just how it feels. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because <laughs> you're, cause, cause you're like, hey, you want to come with us on adventures? And she's like, no, nah, I'm going to stay here. And you're like, okay. <laughs> like, why did we come here? <laughs> Sorry for I bothering you. I still do like some of what they do with setting up like how you get your companions back and how you like bring the group back together. They, I don't like, hate that. Yeah. It's just not necessarily compelling, but it's good to hear their stories and like continue those stories from the other game. If that makes sense. 100. It was interesting to see like, where did these people end up? Yeah. But like it, it was, in my opinion, just not like, okay, where they ended up. That's interesting. But like, where do they go for the game for this game? And yeah. like, they're just sort of hanging out like, Oh, and and okay. I, and they, they also do again. I don't want to give too much spoilers, but there's like this yeah. group you're with at the beginning of the game. Things happen yes. that makes you reflect on your old group. And yes. when you start thinking about your old group, you really kind of see. I, I think you see him start to value the people around him in a lot different way. And I think they they set him up in some of these flashbacks as being this kind of person that was so dominant about I gotta fix everything without mm-hmm. looking at those people around him. Um, yeah. And they bring up some really interesting moments. Um, and I got some theories that I think got some theories about what could happen oh. uh, in the game. And there's some really good, interesting stuff about what it means to be a Jedi. And uh, you think so? Yeah, I really, I really think they're going there. Mm. Interesting, because I like my, I loved the, how the first one talked about that. Like, what does it mean to be a Jedi? Like now, especially, and and I think like we talked about this last week when when he gets knighted by Seer. In, in this oh. in this moment with a red oh. lightsaber, in this moment oh. where she's like, like it doesn't matter anymore. It's it's not about what the council was. It's not about what we were about. It's about us right now and what you believe in all this sort of stuff. Like, oh fuck, that's so good. And then in this game, like, he kind of wrestles with like, I'm a Jedi, but like, I, like I don't really like, like, I, like on Christmas and Easter, I am. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, uh, but he doesn't like. It seems like they're going to talk about it, and then they they don't. And I like I haven't finished it, so maybe they do. But I was hoping for this to be a little bit more Cal focused. More, what does it mean to be a Jedi now, and how do I how do I work on being a Jedi while also being a person? Which is like the big conflict I think of like a lot of the movies and stuff like that. Like I'm a person, I you know I I, I, ha- I do have emotions. Like how do I deal with that if I'm going to be a Jedi? Uh, and someone who doesn't have like a master anymore, like that would be interesting. Like him trying to find his own meaning in these sorts of things. But like, it's just, it's really involved in telling the story about some guy who is a villain. Cause he woke up and was angry is like, it just, it doesn't do a lot for me. And I'm a little disappointed in that regard, but it's not a bad game. I'm, I'm enjoying my time with it. I see where it could go, but I have played this game for like 16 hours, almost 17 hours. And like, yeah, it, that's the thing right it, like it could get interesting right, but like right and it, it's hard sell. it's hard to sell it but i definitely see seeds of good storytelling yeah that could pay off pretty well let me talk to you about my yeah. twist once we get there um but i also think again this is the basically uh, is this a spoiler i've heard this described before it's like finding el dorado that's what the plot is yeah, right it's, find it's a mysterious land a place and cal's basically like let's hide other people are like, we can find a place to thrive. Hmm. And Cal's initial 
reaction to it is just like, I'm going to be a baby. I'm going to hide. I'm sick of this stuff. I'm going to fight, never come out again. That's what he seems to be doing, wanting to do at least at the beginning. And it's just kind of like, why was that? You could have easily gone with that other route of being like, this is what we need. We need to find a home for all of these people. We need to find mm-hmm. a way sa- safe and separate. Not the semantic word of hiding. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that to me, that is like, that's clunky language that I think really does hurt Cal's development from the first game. I also didn't understand why he wants to hide. Like, it seems like he was all gung ho about like, no, we're going to take down the empire and we're going to rebel. Then like all of a sudden he's like, and also I want to (laughs) hide. Like now I do want to hide. And it's like, dog, in the beginning of this fucking, you were blowing up depots. Holy shit. Why? Like, well, I think I think the opposite of hiding. You were kidnapping senators. What the fuck, dog? Dude, but dude's depressed, man. Like you when not only like you've tried, you're trying to hold this thing together. And when you as a Jedi re- looked in someone's soul and you actually kind of saved them, but it wasn't enough because the second you have that moment of human connection with the enemy in the first game, they get cut down doesn't matter you're not strong enough to save everyone so that's why he resorts to this like i gotta do everything to save everyone and it alienates all of his friends they leave him because of it because they can't be around that anymore it's not our journey it's your journey cal and then he gets more and more deep into this whole terrorist motif that he's doing and then he looks around him and all he sees is death and then it suddenly starts to bring his friends back together and he sees them and he starts to have a connection with them but then it's fighting with what it means to be a jedi is this what i want I thought I wanted to be a Jedi, but I love all these people. And then he meets someone who has the same tragic fate that he has. When this man thought the Jedi were going to be the savior to come in and help him find this home, this place to, to raise new Jedi. And they're like, no, we're not going to do this. Your dream is done. And what does he do? He becomes evil. And then Cal Justin. has to face this very man. Cal looks at this man in the face, <laughs> sees himself, gets a little scared. And then what happens, Peter? What happens? I don't know. I haven't finished the game. <laughs> I like it when you say it. Why can't you fucking write it, man? Because like, that's sorry. the thing. Like, like, that sounds pretty good. Like, yeah, that sounds great. Is that the game? Oh, I guess it is. But why is it so boring? Yeah, why didn't <laughs> like, they tell like, that is, story? I know, like, I know. Why is it not dramatic? So, yes, yeah. Um, more Star Wars to come in the coming weeks here. Um, but uh, I'm glad that you're enjoying it so much. Um, give me a lightsaber in any game any shitty game out there put a lightsaber in it I will find some meaning to it no more heroes Um, (laughs) is there a lightsaber in that game yeah okay cool I'm in yeah you have a lightsaber Um, Super Smash Bros anyway let's talk about the news oh (laughs) jeez the UK blocked Microsoft deal um the the uk cma which is the competition and markets authority blocked the merger of uh microsoft trying to buy activision blizzard um microsoft has said we're gonna appeal it and so it just means that this whole process is gonna go on even longer um it doesn't mean that um it doesn't mean that it's not gonna happen in the u.s uh it's it's very up in the air still which just means that this whole thing is never going to end um but this is the first major uh uh, regulator to say hey no you cannot do this um justin we've talked about this deal to death what does this news mean anything to you does it does it make you feel one way or another about it 
I was a little shocked. Um, I remember when the FTC was looking to sue um, uh, to block the deal. Um, yeah. Their reason, which I think is, I don't know, valid's the wrong word, but it makes sense to me. Uh, their reason behind it was about the monopoly aspect of it with smaller companies having a hard time competing against uh, Activision Blizzard. That's why the FTC mm-hmm. was kind of against it. They're like, you're not, people aren't going to be able to compete with uh, companies that are this big. You're Microsoft, Activision Blizzard, yeah, they're too big. Smaller companies won't be able to compete. It's going to, in fact, make those companies less and then ultimately stop competition. There'll be a couple of big dogs in there. That'll be it. Um I thought that made sense to me. I get, I understand the monopoly aspect of this. This one's also monopolies, but it's focused on the cloud service. I thought that was interesting, right? That the, they didn't really have much to say about Call of Duty. They, um, they don't talk anything the about the, the console wars about it. They talk yeah. about the cloud service and how this is going to give Microsoft a competitive advantage with their cloud service in a way that other people will not be able to compete with. And a few things about that, Micro, Activision Blizzard, are they into the cloud st- services? I, I don't know if that's true. I don't think necessarily getting Activision Blizzard is going to extend their cloud service. Again, I'm not an expert on this, but I don't know. It just seems like an interesting angle that I was not expecting them to go with. That doesn't mean there's an yeah. legal basis for it, but I do think this uh, block does not help the FTC's suit against the merger because they're talking about two separate different things two separate things so i think ultimately um interesting another wrench in it it's going to slow the deal down if if uh, if it doesn't stop it it'll at least slow it down a little bit um but yeah i was a little shocked to see this uh to be honest i thought most of the other uh european uh regulars were kind of pushing it through um and most other places around the world besides the ftc were letting it go but I'm not a business person, but I can assume anything that's worth uh, $69 billion uh, gets a couple of people a little smarter than me's attention. So it's interesting. I don't know what it means. I don't think it necessarily means as much as people see the headline and think it means. And according to Microsoft, we'll still be able to get Call of Duty on PlayStation for 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah, I think the cloud thing is interesting because to be honest, I do think that is if you are trying to look at Microsoft having a monopoly over something, I would say that cloud, the cloud streaming stuff might be the way to go about it just because like Sony doesn't have a like a reputable cloud like presence at all. Right. Like Nintendo doesn't obviously Google tried, but it failed, you know. Uh, I don't think that was necessarily because of Xbox, but I would say that you could potentially make an argument that Xbox and like the fact that game pass ultimate having cloud stuff and like the X cloud and whatever is so solid, like could it have made something like stadia a little bit less attractive? Um, but it just seems like there's just not a lot of other like names in the game right now, but I don't know if that's necessarily because of Microsoft and Xbox and whatnot, or if that's just because cloud gaming has just been something that people have been so hesitant to test the water on. Cause it, it's a big gamble, but, um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what this means in the long run, but, uh, it, unclear what it will mean in like in once it's all said and done but what it means right now is that this is going to go on for even longer i mean you could say any acquisition that microsoft has of a gaming company from this point on is going to give them an unfair competitive advantage with their cloud gaming because they're kind yeah. of like doing cloud gaming they're more the only one who's doing than it. other people and they're not losing money yes. on it because they're not google stadia um so like i don't know it's just 
interesting to me. I think, yeah, I think cloud gaming is going to be the thing of the future. Uh, the cloud is the thing of the future. Being able to to run anything from anywhere that you have internet access to without a great connection, I think that's the future. That's the that that is what people are going to look at. That's going to make a lot of money, whether they get Activision Blizzard or not. But yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, looking at uh Sony though, in terms of sales, um, they they released their um financial uh, wh- how would you, how would you say it like their financial numbers for the past quarter um and for the whole fiscal year and so they um reportedly sold 19.1 million PS5s um over the past financial year uh they were projecting to sell 18 million so they beat that by um you know a million and and some change um which is i think pretty significant uh especially because xbox hardware sales are down um they are down by uh 30 percent or at least revenue from xbox hardware is down by 30 percent um and that's just for uh q3 um for 2023 or q3 <laughs> for the, the most recent fiscal fiscal uh, uh quarter um the sales are down by 30%, which I don't know, like th- these things come and go. Uh, I, I know people put a lot of stock into who's selling more and whatever. Uh, it doesn't surprise me that the PS five would be selling more. Um, but that's just me. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's seeing Redfall in the review scores. <laughs> and going, I gotta, They're I gotta exclusive. get out of here and buy an Xbox. Oh dude, yeah. I'm really, can I drop Starfield? Did anyone counterpick that? Like <laughs> at this point, I have no faith. Um, yeah, you can you can drop it. I don't think anyone counterpicked it. Yeah, but someone will pick it up. Um, yeah, I, I think it's probably gonna be okay. So they're they're Microsoft is a company that they don't need video games to be successful, right? They correct. Um, I mean, looking at their quarter three numbers here, um, their overall revenue was fifty two point nine billion. Peter, like that number. Yeah, I think they're gonna be okay. That hurts. I think they're gonna be, I think they're gonna be fine in a little <laughs> over a year's revenue they could do the activision blizzard deal like yeah that's insane yep. um but their gaming revenue was down four percent and their hardware hardware revenue was down 30 percent i'm not i'm assuming game pass is in their gaming revenue uh, right or xbox content yeah. and service yeah xbox content and services revenue is up three percent so their gaming revenue is down but i don't know how that difference from their service revenue which would be game pass Xbox doesn't need to make more money here. They're not trying to make more money. They are, I mean, they're trying to make money. They are trying, trying to, to money, but... build this, this new thing that just becomes, once they start getting two to three huge games on this, like it's going to start hitting in ways that I think will pay off for them. The question is, when are these games going to come? When are yep. these perfect hits going to come out? Because, you know, Activision Blizzard deal goes through, I still don't think it makes financial sense for them to keep those all of the exclusives on Xbox, no, those big no, no, ones. No. But that doesn't mean another Activision Blizzard property could be an exclusive. But even then, at a certain point, you're not dealing with the big boppers here. You're only relying on a name. And we've just seen it with Redfall. Just because you have a name doesn't mean you're going to have a successful game. So it's a very interesting uh, game that they're playing. But I think they don't care about the hardware revenue because I don't think that's where they see the future. I think they see their future in cloud gaming. <laughs> I was going to say, didn't Phil Spencer say something about like the future is the cloud? Yeah. <laughs> like two so, years ago. 
So Betty, Betty, Betty's yeah. eating those words now as the UK has circled them and put them on a cl- uh, like a clipboard to be like. They said, Phil, can you walk in here for a second? Did, did you say this? <laughs> did you, you say this? You did. Okay. You, you did say this. Yeah. Okay. And you meant it because we're gonna fuck your whole shit up. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so there you go just a quick quick news stuff this week here uh justin do you have anything to add before we we close out uh no man video games are great i love video games i love yeah sometimes it can hurt that budget dropping down like a 70 70 dollars 75 with change for uh a new video game but boy it brings but there's a lot in jedi survivor there's like that like i think it is it's jam-packed full yeah. of stuff yeah and the platinum doesn't look impossible i think i'm gonna platinum it uh, that's that's it, my goal too as of now um yeah it, it seems it seems pretty attainable because it doesn't like i think the first one made you do everything it made you like, do everything with no fast travel oh that's right uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. the world in this one is way better it's way more easy to get around i um, i've used fast travel once so far Oh, yeah. In the game. Everything else, it's still to a point where they do a good job of, like, looping you back around to yeah. unlock, like, new paths. So I haven't seen a need to do it, except for one part. I was like, I'm not, I already went through all that shit. I'm not doing it again. So I, like, fast traveled to a, a one. Um, but when I clean up my trophies, I'm going to fast travel as fast as possible. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. Uh, it is It is a good, good open not open world, but like that. It's like that God of War world, but way better to get around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, that is a conversation topic for another time. For right now, I want to remind you that you can join our Discord server. The link to that is in the description of this episode. If you're feeling monetary, gen- monetarily generous, like Dave Parker and Jay Noel, our two deluxe podcast producers, hop on over to Patreon.com/slash/HitboxPod. Become a three dollar deluxe podcast producer or a one dollar podcast producer if you're that if you're the if you are in that deluxe tier though you get an additional 30 minute bonus episode every single week as a thank you because you're great dave parker and jay noll are great they're podcast producers no they're the deluxe podcast producers i'm stumbling over my words my hand hurts i'm sorry uh (laughs) <laughs> um if you are if you can't support us monetarily all good follow us on twitter at HitboxPod and uh make sure to rate the show in your podcast player of choice did i forget anything here justin uh you didn't but as a little bonus and a thought pondering question we'll talk about this mm, on the bonus show. i love this who would win in a fight cal kestis or kratos well kratos talk- oh okay well, <laughs> there goes the bonus show <laughs> Okay, I'll have an I'll have another. Would you? Okay, who here? How about this? Okay, who would win in a fight? Okay, Cal Kestis or Turgle, the Frogman, voiced by Invader Zim. Are we doing prison rules? Yes, Turgle has a knife made mm. out of a ship, made out of a spoon. I think if it- you want to answer to that. Go ahead and become a deluxe podcast, <laughs> deluxe podcast producer. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. (laughs) Always remember, old games are old. Bye. Bye.
I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>